0: When a believer, you are versed in the Bible, or you read the Bible, and you you adhere to the teachings of the Bible, you become very versatile in life. Nothing puts you down. Today I want to talk about one special person in the Bible, Peter, Apostle Peter, and how Apostle Peter defied all odds. So I'm talking about defying the odds. Defying the odds. You want to defy every odd in your life the odds that come against you in life you will face so many odds you you face odds o double odds that means things that come against you things that put you down things that try to stop you things you don't want to happen but which happen to you things that will hit you in life now it it it, it is impossible to walk through life and you don't pass through some of these things. Oughts. Sometimes they are minor ones. Sometimes they are heavy, heavyweight ones. But people pass through them. Jesus went through many of them. The apostles went through many of them. And in fact the scriptures promised us. That we will go through many of them. That he that loves Christ. Will go through persecutions. And you will go through troubles. Some of the troubles you didn't cause them. You didn't look for them. But they will come on you amen so going through odds does not make you a wrong person some of them are there god doesn't want you to go through them they may be your own act or of negligence or sometimes not your own act of ne- negligence by your be, not being not your own acts of uh, disobedience so negligence is when you have made some mistake and the enemy takes charge but sometimes you disobey and it takes you into certain odds whatever it is it's an odd and you will just notice that the odd is not what god wants that's why we say it's odd it's odd because that is not supposed to be your portion but the truth is that god himself knows that we will go through many of such things amen so we we'll go through all times. We we'll go through all situations, challenges, certain kinds of things. Sometimes, like I said, some of them are heavyweights. They will hit you down and everybody will see you. Some too are light. But the scripture does not tell us that we won't go through them. And there are some of them, when you go through them, God is not happy. Because that is not supposed to be where you should be. Amen? But then... When we look at the life of Peter, I like Peter. I like studying characters in, in the Bible. When I look at Peter, sometimes one of the things that amazes me is how Peter defied us, bounced back, and became one of the chief apostles of Jesus Christ. He bounced back. Amen? And I want us to look at his life, and we will learn a few things from him. How we can also go through our situations. Bounce back as if nothing has happened to you. Can I hear an amen for somebody? You will come back as if nothing has ever scratched you. Amen? In our own life as a church, we know it. How tragedy hit us in this church in 2009. Reverend Sweet and Mommy and the churches. You know, our church here was hit strongly. And Suenyane Church was hit strong. You should believe God for it and get it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember we went. We went to. We went to. I went to U.S. with pastor, and then somebody told him that it's a miracle. He stayed there because he knows of pastors and people who lost some members of their family at the same time and they never recovered amen they never recovered so to bounce back is is something god expects every child of god to have and i believe that you are imbued inside you to be able to bounce back to life and to take things and go on normal as if nothing has happened may that be your story that anything, any situation, we don't pray that you should go through any situation, but in case anything happens, may you have the ability to bounce back. Am I talking to somebody? So I want to read the text and uh, you will know my story. Matthew chapter 26 the verse 69 to right.
1: Matthew chapter
0: 26 69 to 75 shall we stand for the reading of our opening scripture? As our custom is in this church. We just give honor to the word of God. The Bible says, Till I come give attendance to reading of the word. And the Bible says, in the, in the days of old, When they had built the temple, And they found the word of God, And they were reading, The people stood in awe of the word. Now Peter sat without in the palace, And a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee, but he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth, and again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. That's a very strong one forsook Jesus. I do not know the man. That's a very strong one. And after a while, came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely, thou also art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew and uh, Peter remembered the word of Jesus Christ which saith unto him before the cock cockerel thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Amen. Amen. That's a very strong one. Shall we take our seats? He swore with an oath. I know that sometimes all of us have gone through some situation or you may have some Christians who have gone through some situation and uh, when you were confronted, you even told a lie. But thank God you didn't swear. <laughs> to, say, to say you never knew him. But you can see such a strong expression of Peter. Hey, no, 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 no! One <laughs> lie! That's how sad. He swore! I don't know One lie, one light, to lie, but When you see a house man lift up his finger and say, one light, to lie, Come on. It means real things have come. He's swearing! But that's what Peter did. And it was a And the, the seriousness of the thing was that Jesus told him. My friend, he said, help me everybody can deny you but not me everybody will run away me not me please don't mention it I love you so much he said it but it happened so here is Peter he never thought that it will ever happen to him when even Jesus his master was talking to him he, he, he argued with him everybody will forsake you but it happened and he totally forsook Jesus now, you can compare him with another apostle, Judas Iscariot. Who also, I don't think Judas Iscariot's case was more serious than this. I don't think so. He wanted money and went in. I don't think Judas Iscariot. In fact, in fact, I know a pastor who teaches a lot on Judas Iscariot. And he will tell you that was Judas Iscariot wrong? And people have to answer. Yes, he was wrong. But he will also go to the Old Testament and prophesy. And that's what Acts says it. That before the foundations of the earth, it was was made to be that he should betray him so that he would die. But, of course, that thing wasn't put on him. He chose to be. You see, sin is in the world. But you will choose sin to come. That's what Jesus told. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Abel, Cain. He says, "Sin is at I door." So as for who chooses to allow the enemy to use him, it's a choice of man. That's where you cannot say that because God has predicted it. It should come. It should. It should be him. So, but it was not. My point I'm trying to make is that Peter's situation was also as grave as Judas Iscariot's situation. One sold him. One denied him. And you see, Jesus prophesied also and said, Peter, watch it. You will deny me. He said, well, light to lie. The same thing that happened to Judas Iscariot. He too the same thing. So you will notice that their situations were similar. But the point I want you to see is that how can Peter bounced back and became an apostle? One, not just a mere apostle, but one of the great apostles who stood in and preached the gospel. And Judas Iscariot went and hung himself. Is it that Judas Iscariot could not have been forgiven? No. He could have been forgiven. But we have to now find out why. Amen. We have to find out why. Alright, so, so, so you have to find out. and that's where, when I study Peter, I'm just going to give you the beginning of Peter's life, but, or his ministry, but there are other things about Peter's ministry I won't talk about tonight, because my focus is how to defy every odd in your life. There are odds that come. You don't want to be there, but you have found yourself there. You don't want to do it, but you have found yourself doing it. You don't want yourself to be named among you but you have found yourself there how do you bounce back every believer christian born again child you have the innate quality to bounce back to life as if nothing have ever scratched you and the good thing about our god is that when you bounce back he doesn't even let a scratch come around you not even a smoke of it can be seen around you he cleans you and makes you full as long as you can move you move may that be your story so when you look at Peter there are a few things I want us to know about him. It. Amen. It's very important. Every believer has to know that. Paul, Paul gave a testimony and said we are troubled on every side yet not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. That is a Christian. I said, that is war. And that is you. I didn't hear an amen. amen. That's a believer. Huh? This, this life in Christianity is very exciting. It's very promising. But I tell you, it goes with challenge. I used, we used to like this song. We used to sing. Heaven knows where we are going. Then, but There are things on the way. We sing it nicely. But there are things there are problems and challenges things will hit sometimes the things you don't want will come so he said we are troubled on every side the odds will come against us but we are not distressed you can never see it on the face in fact when something hits you and it remains on you it means you haven't bounced back People should look at you and cannot see the trace of it can i hear somebody say amen to that when they can see it it means you have not bounced back or you are on your way to bounce back may that be your story may you bounce back amen the most important thing in life is not what happened to you but what you did after what happened to you because listen sometimes you can sit down with your story and be crying somebody will tell you that his story you can hear somebody's other story and then you say oh i thought i was finished but this that's why there is hope for a tree (laughs) amen (laughs) somebody say (laughs) that's that's quite quite powerful even a tree has hope how about you 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 must have hope it can work back it will stand back it will be okay and it will be better Amen. Even a tree, I hope. How much more you were human being? Amen. So it is the most important thing is not what happened to you. Don't always carry the story of what happened to you, which is bad. Sometimes we keep records, but there are things you don't you don't make it. You see, that is why. And let, let me tread on this thing cautiously. That's why. I don't think we should be singing gospel music that only talk about problems. You see, it makes people emotional to identify with it, but it doesn't help. And then my money and then uh, so I many bro you know it's cool. See, we use to give a testimony so if you are giving a testimony i don't have a problem but don't don't let people identify you know it's like when you go to a funeral and people are singing judges they sing the judges to make you cry more they don't sing judges to encourage you they sing judges to make you weep more a christian is supposed to be able to to turn the situation around and stand to the glory and and praise of his god hello So Peter denied Jesus three times. In a very strong word, he forsook the Lord. He forsook him. But he was able to bounce back. He was with the disciples in the upper room. After that, when Jesus appeared, he was there again. When Jesus commanded him to go to the upper room, he was there. I don't know what you would have done. Perhaps you would have secluded yourself, cut yourself off, but Peter was there. About some four things. The first thing is that he remembered the words of Jesus. There is something you must always remember if you want to bounce back. I remember when, when we had this tragedy, there was something that per se you should never accepted. He said, God is good. You cannot convince him that God is not good. Remember something about God. Remember the word. You see, when you don't remember? Huh, the Bible said he remembered the words of Jesus. That's what we read in there. He just, when the cock crew, on, him he said, What? This is not happening. You know the kind of Christians where when something hears them, they say, That should never be a statement coming out of a Christian's mouth. It's by grace we are all alive. Me ma, we are to me. I can't believe it. Who are you? When you you do it that way, you remain there. You can't accept the fact that this has happened. No! There's nothing like that. I notice that sometimes even those of us who preach, we preach things and finish and we are the first people to be tempted in there. And sometimes we fall. Just to let you know that you are still preaching. You are a human being. So next, when you stand there and you are preaching, give your testimonies well and encourage people. You give a testimony, but you encourage people. You don't bring a testimony to bring people down. The fact that God used me to do something powerful does not belittle somebody who was not able to do it. It's to encourage the person that he too can do it. I don't know who I'm talking to. So testimonies don't, are not supposed to belittle people. One day we were discussing something, which is very important, now I'll tell you. Somebody said something. He said, sometimes, when he goes to church and people are giving testimony and they are dedicating babies, he feels like running out of the church. Because goes, why, why ask for me? I said, never make that statement. But you see, we also have to be very conscious that whilst we are giving our testimony, there are other people. The, 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 the testimony should inspire them. To believe that they if God did it, he would do it for me too. But that is you. You have to learn how to take it. So I told the person, the person sitting there listening must learn how to take it and pick himself or himself up. Because testimonies are not supposed to belittle you. Testimonies are, are supposed to encourage you. Why? Very soon people will laugh at you. Am I talking to somebody? So, so, so we, we have to, we have to, we have to know. So here he remembered he remembered that Jesus said that before the crow, the cockroach, you will deny me three times. And when he remembered the word a lot of things happened. How did he remember? The crow. See the crow. You see there are many alerts God gives us when we are going through things. I noticed that the time. A lot of alerts to alert you he does so many things to awake you God will never leave you in a situation eh, without awakening you to the situation because you are the one to get up and and leave so he does a lot of alerts. it was the when the cock crew that he knew cock crows every day around every odd situation in your life cock crows, but many times we are not aware amen For example, I know that if you fall into sin, because you remember, you can fall into sin. It's not because you like it, but you are falling into it. There is a a crowing of the cock inside you, and I'm using the crowing of the cock, symbolically. Inside you, that will never leave you. No believer will go and sin and come and lie down to you. You yourself wouldn't say on the and 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 for me, I keep telling people that is a good symbol that you are still born again. The day you do it and you don't feel anything, it means now the Holy Ghost is leaving you. So you told a lie when you turn, you no, know, say, I this I shouldn't have done it. The cock is crowing. The cock grows every day around. us. Something happened to you. Your business went down. You were disturbed. The all has happened. All of a sudden, the cock is growing. You should always be... That means the sign God gave, he had no hair. He would have continued denying. Oh, I'm sure he would have added more. He may go out and say, crucify him. <laughs> because... They have not yet crucified him. If he had followed and they then they, they, to the place and they had told him, hey, my friend, he would have continued. But the good thing was that he heard the word because he remembered what Jesus told him. That when the cock crows, how many times don't God, God allow the cock to crow around us? And still, in that situation, you refuse to hear you refuse to accept it. Now, I believe that one of the greatest things God has done for every child, and you understand what I mean by the cock Something that will let you remember where you are and what is happening in terms of God's light. Something. Even that, we, we have a lot of this. I remember the, the, the scripture says in John chapter 8 verse 9 that when the, when the woman was caught in adultery, and was brought to Jesus. And then they came and told Jesus that, look, we, this woman was caught red-handed in the act. Uh, Moses says, he we should, we should be stoned. What do you see? And When Jesus started interacting with them, the Bible says, they were convicted by their own conscience. Nobody told them what they are doing is wrong. When Jesus told them, he that has not sinned, let him be the first to cast the, the stone. The Bible said, and they were convicted by their own conscience. And they began to leave one after the other. They were advised by themselves. They didn't take a decision. Their conscience spoke to them and they advised themselves. And they took off one by after the, the other. Beginning from the elders. The leader. The leader stood there slow, turned like this and took off. And the other one said, I oh, said, the Hindu past here. the Hindu Pass they all left. I don't know how many they were, but they all left. That is because a certain cockroach have been saying something. That we have been talking about these people. But in our generation, if you compare these people who brought the woman, they'll be more justified than a lot of us. They didn't sentence the woman. Some of us, compared to them, they are more justified than us. <laughs> That's a hard one. But you have many times that the cockroach and you are still there. Am I talking to somebody? So, so so conviction. The Bible also says the Holy Ghost reminds us. He will bring all things to our remembrance. The Holy Ghost, even in us, He brings remembrance to us. John chapter 14. Said the Holy Ghost will bring. One of the most powerful things God has done for every child. And that is why you can bounce back. Because the Holy Ghost will bring things to your remembrance. Have time with him. Pray. Instead of crying, pray. Instead of crying, have a, some time alone with God. Through his word, the Holy Ghost will bring something to your remembrance. God is not always going to leave you. God will never leave you in that situation alone. When the all comes around you, he tries to ignite and bring the alerts into your spirit, the Holy Ghost reminds us, the Holy Ghost is one of the greatest is the greatest partner God has given us on earth. Amen. Amen, not your wife, not your husband. Your greatest partner on earth is the Holy Ghost. Your wife or your husband is the second. because if the partner, the Holy Ghost is not there, you will even do your wife or your husband wrong without knowing it. But some of the things you cannot do is because this strong partner of the Holy Ghost is there. And he will always bring things to your remembrance. I like that one. That he brings things to our remembrance. You are in every situation. Holy Ghost is around you trying to remind you that, look, it is not finished. There's still a way out. You can make it. Leave this thing. Move this way. Get this thing done. And things will change. He will always try to stir you up to bounce back to life. That's the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Bible says also in John chapter 16 that he reproves of sin and of judgment. He reproves. The Holy Ghost reproves. So there are times he comes to you. It's not only sin he will, he, will, he will convict, but sometimes he comes to reprove. No, 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 no. You shouldn't have gone that way. That's why this didn't happen. So that you pick up. He is the alert sign, the cock in us, so that we can remember the word of God. Remembering the word that God says is always the beginning of your way out of every odd situation. Remembering the word. Let me tell you something. Can I say this to you? I haven't finished telling you all the things about Peter, but if I say this, then I'll finish. Listen the knowledge of the truth. The truth. The knowledge of the truth. It's very critical in every child of God's life. Who is that truth? Jesus. You must know him. The knowledge of the truth is critical. If you don't know him, I'm telling you. And I'm not talking about you just giving your life to Christ. Yes, that's the beginning. But know him for yourself. Know him for yourself. Will Jesus, will he allow me to? No, no, no. There are things Jesus will never do. To abandon you, he will never do it. To forsake you, he said, I will never forsake you. You don't know him. That's why you think you are forsaking. Amen. And then, the second thing, when you want to, 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 to know, the, the second thing is, you must project the revelation of, of a word about the situation you are in. No, no, if you don't know how to project a certain revelation of a word above the situation, you will remain there. For example, let, let me tell you. you. see it's different from the truth. It's different from the truth. The truth is the general one. I know him. But then, what is he saying about my situation? Or what does he, the truth? What is the truth he gives me about my situation? That is the one you must project above your situation. For example, if you are poor. And you are living in scarcity and in want and you are in depravity you must be able to know that jesus who is the truth has come so that you'll be rich that is the word but that is not all projecting a revelation of the truth above your situation is when you can come to the place and you say that he died that i might be rich He became poor. So you take that word and personalize it. And project it above your situation. Then that is also a way where he may be able to, you can take a certain revelation he will give you. That go and sow a seed. You take that revelation. Even though you are poor, you are taking your your seed to go and sow because a certain revelation has come to you. And the revelation is that I should not sit in this situation. So I'm taking this seed. That's the revelation I've got it. That's the truth. The revelation I've got. I'll go and do it. Even in your poverty, then it turns the thing around. People who don't project a certain revelation of the truth about their situation, they perpetuate the situation. They allow the situation to dominate. The woman with the issue of blood is sitting in her house. Who is that man passing? They say that man who has been healing people. That's the truth. The truth. The truth has come. I have seen him. But he now has to sit down and project something. And project a certain revelation. And the revelation is a part of the truth that has been given to him. He says, if I can only go out there and touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. It's not enough to say Jesus is a healer. What is the projection of the truth you are holding over the sickness or over the trouble you are in? I'm not talking to somebody at all. So here, he now takes this truth, this revelation of the truth he has, and he projects it above his situation. Now, if I can only go out there, and I can lay hands on the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. So he went out, with as he, she is, she is projecting a certain truth over her situation. So she gets up and struggles and goes there. And the thing down, and then that is where the healing comes. You know, you know, let me tell you. Word about some situation Amen And of course when you pro- when you, whenever you have a revelation which you project it will require an action Every revelation you project requires an action and that's what we call the faith Faith is actually an action You can't say I have faith and be lying there you only believe but you don't have faith that is the truth when you believe I believe in the truth Jesus I believe in him that he is the healer but when you are projecting the revelation of the truth it requires faith not just belief Well, the Bible says the demons also believe. And they what? So in terms of belief, the demons also believe. But you know what the demons don't have? Faith. What will propel them towards the the truth? They don't have that one. When they see the truth, they are running. Have you come to destroy us before our time? But here is a woman who says, If I can go to him, faith takes you to the truth. But if you don't have faith, it repels you. Am I talking to somebody at all? So, Peter, when that word came, because it was a projection of the truth above a situation, she, he got up. He said, I remember that word. Mm. How he said, before the cockroach. You will deny me three times. The cock has grown. Most of the times, we are not listening. Most of the times, we are not even obeying. Most of the times, we are so confused. We have allowed the situation to so overwhelm us. Remember? When this situation happened, sorry, I'm taking your mind there too much, but it just, I, I didn't mean that. It just started coming to me. When the situation was coming, when this situation we coming, We had in 209. People spoke. At a point. Pastor had to separate himself from some people. No, I don't I don't I don't want to go into some of these. Because you must project that the revelation God has given you. Above your situation. you have to do it alone. Peter. The Bible says he went out. He did what? He went out. He got up immediately and when he heard the cockroach, he got up and remembered the word. He got up and went out. What did you do when you remembered the word? About that poverty. About that challenge about that trouble around your marriage. What did you do? When you heard the word, what action did you take? That business, when you heard the word, what action did you take? You perpetuate it when you don't hear. And when you hear, you don't do anything. The pastor, he went out. That is his faith move. He projected the word he had over something that is not good, over a situation. Sometimes there is a a weeping in your heart. You see, I'm not just talking about only sin. Perhaps, let's say that you made a mistake and your business collapsed and then all of a sudden God reminded you that this thing you did was a mistake. You get sad for some time. We call that one godly sorrow. Godly sorrow works repentance. There are two kinds of sorrow you can have. There's a sorrow... That brings repentance and projects you better forward. But there's another kind of sorrow that kills you. It's not wrong to be sorrowful. I do a I shouldn't have been in this situation. Because I know better. But if it is a godly sorrow, And godly sorrow comes from the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. Godly sorrow doesn't come from people talking to you. In fact, people can make you sorrowful unto death. If you don't find the truth yourself and get a revelation of the word that you will project, they will kill you by their words. I sometimes ask myself, how did Peter go back to go and join the people? when he went to join the eleven will he be the same talkative peter oh, you have jesus oh, kassab, you have denied him three times some of you think people didn't know i'm sure people were there because the pastor, you know, john was also there very close so i'm sure they all heard it oh, you you pray as if you are the only one who knows how to pray see, people know how to pray. Keep you sorrowful until you die. That's why you don't share your problem with everybody. And some of you to the right people to share your problem, you won't go there. You will go to the people who will pat your your shoulder and <laughs> tell you, with Amen. There are some people they don't like to share their matters with the right people at all. Hey, don't tell my matter to pastor. But it is the pastor to who will be, who will show you how to come out. When my friends? Amen. So he walked out, and then he wept. The next thing he did was he accepted the forgiveness and restoration this is one of the major things about many Christians we don't know how to accept to accept forgiveness and restoration oh we don't know it you know how when Mary Magdalene and the the mother of James that's Jesus' mother and then Joanna went to the tomb on sunday morning with spices when they got there the tomb had already been opened the stone had been rolled away they were amazed how did this stone roll away they entered and then they saw a man a young man. the bible says a young man sitting at the head side of the tomb in white obviously that was an angel and then the woman the angel said you are looking for jesus but he's not here he has risen so go back to jerusalem tell his disciples and then he added and peter tell his disciples and peter why did he single out peter peter had just gone through something and if he's not careful this sin is going to leave him there he wouldn't become the apostle that he ought to be listen to me you've gone through some things But God is saying, tell my daughter that I have forgotten and he should come out. Tell my son, I have forgotten and he should come out. You know, people don't know how to accept forgiveness. People don't know. And we are still there with our brains. You know, I have problem with people whose minds are always on old things. I like people who keep history, but I don't like people who keep old records. Just to remind you of your problems. No, you should, you should be able to remember some things to help you to move on. So get it straight. But I don't like people who record old things. They don't. They don't such people. They don't. They don't remember any good thing. You know, only old things, bad things. And when they are pulling it, it's a trump card against you. Either it is yellow or red. Get you out of the field. But that's not the way God is. When you get a word and there is a repentance and a godly sorrow, God forgives you and invites you back to to be restored. So here is Peter. Peter went back and joined the people as if nothing has ever happened. In fact, he started talking again plenty. Somebody say, how do you know? You will know it when the Holy Spirit appeared. I'm sure the people who said men and brethren," since uh, uh, the the scriptures who said, one of us has left us and we are now 12, we must get somebody. I'm sure Peter was the one who was talking. He was the one who was suggesting, look, let's get somebody to replace. No, he was talking. I'm sure uh, Peter wouldn't keep quiet. Even if somebody muted that thing, he would talk. The man knew how to receive forgiveness. Connect himself back and be restored. That was one key thing about Peter alike. Get it behind me, Satan. He said, What The next moment Jesus turned, he was the one standing by him. There are people you can't rebuke. You rebuke them, you get angry forever. And that's why you remain when you do that, you remain in a in an old situation for long. You are not supposed to be there. You must know how to bounce back. You have to. Otherwise, uh, there are many things that will kill will kill your dream, your future. Many things. What come in coming in I won't talk about the rest. One day we will continue. Receive forgiveness receive restoration. Now, you think nothing can ever work? We are for what you do. David. He committed adultery with somebody's wife. The woman got pregnant. He orchestrated a diabolical plan and executed it by killing the husband. And then after that, he married the wife, the woman. In addition. Hey, should give with the Oh. David part But when I read the Bible in the New Testament, and the Bible says, David is a man after my own heart. And up to today, the kingdom of Israel, eh, Israel as it is, is built on David. You see, You see, you have to learn to receive forgiveness. The important thing is. Just receive, remember the word and act on it. Repentance is always the key. When the word comes into your heart and you are convicted, when the cock crows and you are convicted and you act and you move and you do something, just receive the forgiveness of God. It's always a sign to let you know that God wants to restore you. God's interest is to restore us, not to leave us broken. God is like a doctor who wants to heal you of your diseases. He's like a doctor who wants to make sure that your bone that is broken is fitted back. He's not interested in letting it be like that so that you get up and you'll be walking crooked. No. God wants to fit it back. God wants to heal you fully. He wants to clean you completely. He wants to do it. The Bible says we are accepted in the beloved. We are accepted in the beloved. We are accepted in the beloved. Ephesians chapter I'll leave the rest. I said four, but I've done two. He went back, and that was how come by going back, he joined them. He received the Holy Ghost baptism. On the day of Pentecost, when the people were confused, and there was an uproar, what is this? He was the one who elected himself. He stood up, forgot about everything, and started preaching. And said, men and brethren, this thing you have seen. It's not that we are drunk. Oh. We have been filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Bible said he preached the most powerful sermon. Though the longest sermon I've ever heard. From Genesis to Revelation, he added all. And at the day, end of the day, the Bible said, when they were this the Bible, he said, and the man said, the man would say, what shall we do? He said, ah, I've not got them. He said, repent and be baptized. I received the remission of sins and the gift Look, and and that day 3,000 people gave their life to Christ 3,000 and you know in those days when they are counting they count the men they didn't count the women and the children as if it was just not enough when they came out and on the day of prayer the apostles came out again and they were walking to the prayer I'm sure he was the one in, in the front i'm sure some of the apostles said this vampire he's a hypocrite too. he was not a hypocrite the man has changed because he remembered the word he acted on it and he moved when they got to the temple beautiful and this blind man was there looking for money peter looked at him and said man <laughs> this time we are different people who- you denying says since they are Yeah, we are the apostles. We denied him. Don't mention I denied him. If you are relying on people's pastor, the day your eyes will be open, you see them somewhere. And that's why I'm saying people who keep records. Hey, that guy, you're telling me, hey, I'm telling you, none life in your crowd. You know, there are people like that. When they see you cry and you are singing and you are doing something, instead of receiving it, what they are hearing, they are thinking about two years ago. Listen, you don't know how people can bounce back. I'm not talking to somebody at all. Uh, bounce back. Get blessed by the word and stop looking at him. Now why not? Why not? Why not only be look? Why not only be yesterday I was talking to a man. I was talking to somebody, and I said, you know what? I said, that is why in the scripture it we are on earth here, the real crown we will wear, you will wear it. The real crown, what shows you are really a child of God is your scars. What you've been through. You know, the, the one, I just said, what have you been through? What have you been through? You are calling yourself an apostle. What have you been through? <laughs> you have been through nothing, but you see, but you see, the truth is that our scars, the things and the fallings and the scars. When Paul was being challenged about his apostleship, he never said, "I preached and got these souls, or I planted these churches." He never mentioned any of them. He planted many churches in hard grounds. He broke the seat. he broke the the lands of the Gentiles for the first time with the gospel. But he never mentioned everything. My apostleship is look at the Gentiles. No. Say if you want to know my apostleship I suffered shipwreck. Five times I was beaten and left half dead. (laughs) Three times shipwreck. In hungers. We we have been hungry before. You see us like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you, we have been hungry before. Oh. <laughs> Today, I, I, I went to social media and I saw Solomon Governor, the retired great of God Preacher in the North, Solomon Governor. I, I never sat under his ministry, but we heard his name and the great work he was doing in the North. The man has produced a lot of pastors, a lot of Christians. And he's dead. And I'm writing something to put on the page. It's a great man. You may not see him with houses. You may not see him with cars. In fact, the car, the only car he used, which was nice, was when he was general superintendent of Assemblies of God Church. But, not the guys. but if perhaps when we go to heaven, we we'll see the crown. After here, the crown is the labor, the workings, the beatings. They went to places to preach, people to chase them. They had to, I'm telling you, they have suffered. That is there. So people go through all time, but when you look at them today, listen, nothing should bring you down. May you rise up and shake up everything from your life. Whatever you are going through, shame. We are going through some things, difficulties, challenges, some troubles here and there. Some people are forsaking you. People are not taking care of you. Your parents are not doing something. You know, we are are going. Can you suffer all these things and still shake yourself and say, I still belong to Jesus? And see what the Lord will do for you. Rise up and stand up. And put your hands together and bless the Lord somebody. Are you happy at all to be here?